Hello everyone and welcome to the Frog and the Dragon. Today we're going to be discussing shooters in Cube on Bengal Foil. Once again, somewhere in Europe we have Rupert Fliegen. Hi there. <laughs> so, right. what are we doing so, today? Today's, today's topic is a rather specific one. Uh, today we're going to talk about tutors uh, and tutors in Cube in uh, particular. So first of all, uh, Mr. Goodfire, what is a tutor? So there's a pretty broad definition, but um, a tutor is any card that searches for another card. Mm -hmm. That's if you want to be real sort of simplistic about it, I suppose. And we have various uh, levels, I suppose, of tutor. So the classic example is a demonic tutor, which is just flat out search for a card, put it into your hand. Any card, mm -hmm. whatever card you want. But as we're going to discuss later on in the episode, there are going to be cards here that search for a specific type of card or a particular named card, or there will be some other additional restriction. But mm -hmm. yeah, broadly, a tutor is a card that searches for another card. And just a bit of trivia, um, like the term tutor, is it derived from demonic tutor? Uh, it's derived from demonic tutor, and there was actually like a, it wasn't funny, it wasn't a full cycle, but there's mm -hmm. a bunch of cards that are all search for a card. There's demonic, enlightened, mystic, and uh, worldly, mm -hmm. and again, depending on them, they and they all do respective things. Right? And um, yeah, we're going to be going into those and sort of seeing again. But yeah, so yeah, it all comes back from, I think it was Vision. I think Vampiric Tutor was the first tutor. And then in Mirage, they printed Enlightened Mystic and the mm. Worldly Tutor then to sort of complement the cycle. And then Red never got one for some reason. Mm? Red just doesn't have a something tutor. <laughs> Red has cards <laughs> that do tutor, but not, not a named ex-tutor funnily enough but um that would be sick though yeah but like i think the important thing to think of with tutors is first of all you tr you can basically treat a tutor as an additional copy of every other card in your deck demonic tutor is mm. your doom blade when you need it to be demonic tutor is your emrakul it's your show and tell it's whatever card you need it to be in the moment mm. and that's a very powerful thing. I mean, you know, if you're thinking about it on a win con perspective, if you're only running one win con, say, you know, you got a one in Just, forty it's, chance. It essentially of gives you a copy demonic of, tutor, yeah, another copy of that. Gives right? you another copy, exactly. Yeah. On the other hand, though, as well, it has that extra flexibility again. Like it feeds your dredge mechanic, it feeds thresholds when you cast it, and mm. things like that. And as well, you know, just general deck thinning. But um. Yeah, let's go ahead and start talking about just the best of the best. If you're building a cube and you're aiming for just cream of the crop, these are the ones you should probably be considering. Yeah, sure. Rupert, how about you lead us in with white? What does white generally do when it's searching for cards? Okay, so yeah, um, those are, are basically from back in the day when white used to be were more or less playable. Um, <laughs> well, we, we as an example, we got that very specific... Um, white tutor card uh, from that old cycle knight and tutor um what it does is uh it lets you for one wide instant speech um search your library for uh, an artifact or an enchantment reveal it and um put it, uh, on top of your library yeah 
Yeah. And that's a very big distinction to make with a lot of your tutors as to did it does it put it on top or does it put it in your hand? Because mm. you know, it's the difference between setting up for a turn versus setting up for next turn versus setting up for right now. Yeah. Although um like you would classically play them at the end of your opponent's end, like in your opponent's end step. That's um, true. To because... just basically draw into the card you need. But it's still to be noted that um, this allows your opponent to potentially interact with your tutor. Indeed, it does. And also, again, it does mean that, like, if you top deck Enlightened Shooter, for example, it's a bit mm -hmm. less valuable to you because. You can't just search the win con and play it immediately. It's search the win con, put it on top. So, yeah, you can play mm -hmm. it on the opponent's end step, but again, you are paying the cost for it being one mana. Your extra cost is essentially the fact that it is only searching enchantments uh, or artifacts, and again, you have you have that extra bit of timing to consider. Yeah, and I mean, um, it's just also uh to the added cost of time and uh, mana is that um the added cost of card advantage. Like, mm -hmm. you're essentially going minus one to top deck because the tutor itself doesn't replace itself. Mm -hmm. um, because you're, you're still uh, banking on that draw to happen. Yeah. Um, a nice comparison to Enlightened Tutor would be Idyllic Tutor, which is a two and a white for a sorcery. Search your deck mm -hmm. for an enchantment card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Which, mm -hmm. again, it kind of depends on how you want to time things out. So you're sorcery speeding it, but it gets it into your hand so that you can do it right away. So if you, you know, if it's turn, you know, in the context of, say, it's turn 10, you know, it's late game, you can go mm -hmm. idyllic tutor, search for your big enchantment that's going to swing the game and play it immediately. Whereas with an enlightened tutor, you'd probably want to play enlightened tutor maybe earlier in the game um, because, again, it's less valuable when you're in that sort of top deck mode. Yep. Um, in a similar vein to Enlightened Tutor, we also have Steel Shaper's Gift, which is the exact same as Enlightened Tutor, um, except it is... Oh, sorry, it's not actually. I misread it. It's Sorcery Speed for one mana Equipment Card, and you put it straight mm -hmm. into your hand. So again, there's your trade-off. It's Sorcery Speed, but it's one mana. It's straight to the hand, but it's only Equipment. So again, depending, it's archetypal dep dependent, essentially. And... Mm -hmm. In a very similar vein, you have Stoneforge Mystic, which has that same restriction as Steel Shaper, where it's sorcery speed because it's a creature, and for two mana, it mm. puts it into hand. Stoneforge has the added advantage, of course, of it has its activated ability to dump a equipment from hand to play, but still, again, mm. these are all trade-offs you need to consider with your tutors. And yeah. you'll notice, especially in like the pretty much every color except black, you're always compromising with a tutor, typically. Hmm. Uh, let's move on to blue and talk about some of the good stuff in blue. Um, I think, again, to continue the tutor cycle, Mystical Tutor is one blue for an instant to search for an instant or sorcery and put it on top. And again, has mm -hmm. the same problems that you might run into with an Enlightened Tutor, where it's going to be a bit harder to, in top deck mode, to make Mystical Tutor work. Although, granted, you are in blue, so your chances of just putting it on top and being able to cast a draw spell means that you're probably okay. Yeah. Also... Mm -hmm. The fact that it's an instant means that you're casting it on the end step or something. That's something that mm. blue strives for a bit more than, say, white, where white's basically yeah. mostly playing at sorcery speed. Blue plays at instant speed a lot. But if you yeah. do want the card in your hand, you can always play Merchant Scroll, which searches for a blue instant and puts it into your hand. Again, for the cost of convenience of putting it in hand right away, you're paying an extra mana, and it's strictly mm. instant, and it must be blue. But again, might be what you're looking for. 
And to round out blue, then, we also have Trinket Mage, which is uh, a whole cycle of mages, Tribute, Trophy, and Trinket Mage. But Trinket Mage is probably the most relevant in the high power cubes because it's a three mana 2-2 that searches for an artifact with CMC one or less, and it puts it straight into your hand. Typically, this will see play in high power cubes as you will search up something like a Soul Ring, a Mana Crypt, a Mox, or a Black Lotus. And it's very much used as a get my good fast mana out and ready. And blue is kind of split and twine between searching for spells and searching for artifacts. So, again, I think Trinket Mage is kind of your go is always good in high power cubes. Although some of the other more specific artifact tutors we're going to get to later are very... uh, insular shall we say where they're only good in the artifact deck but mm-hmm. i think trinket mage if you draft a mox just play the trinket yeah, mage yeah. <laughs> uh, rupert um, how about we get to some of the just outright best tutors in the game tell us about black <laughs> sure thing so uh first of all about white and blue something you pointed out and we talked about earlier um is the fact that those colors and the tutors they have um for them are mostly limited to very very specific cards uh, types of cards so white is tutoring for artifacts and enchantments blue is as you said tutoring for instant sorceries um or artifacts uh, those are also quite prevalent now uh with us moving to black we can forget about all of that because black's tutors usually just tutor for any card yeah which makes them just so extremely powerful Mm-hmm. Um, and also quite expensive. <laughs> yeah. Like the first example we have is a Vampiric Tutor, which luckily has been reprinted recently, uh, dropped a bit in price. It used to be at around 80 to 90 quid. Yeah. Um, it is also it... highly budget in Magic Online as it's been reprinted to high <laughs> hell there. So, you know, pick yeah. it up on. This is a very easy pickup on online. Absolutely. Um, and here we have that prime example of just tutoring for everything because. Uh, once again, for one colored mana in this case, of course, black, um, your truth tutoring at instant speed, um, search your library, top back, top deck the tutored card. Um, granted, you're losing two life, but in all fairness, for the ability to tutor for everything, that is a small price. A small to pay. price to pay, yeah. So one, one black, two life, any card on top of your deck. Again, yeah. same problem as the other things in the tutor cycle of you're putting it on top so it's a bit slow but still excellent card not to sniff at in the same vein Mm. we also have from i think it's portal three kingdoms imperial seal which is the exact same thing but at sorcery speed and because in portal three kingdoms they didn't want any instance so it's just search your deck for a card and put that card on top lose two life Mm. um vault's got your big daddy demonic tutor which is one oh, black, yeah. search for any card, just put it in your hand. No loss of life even. Only caveat is sorcery speed. Yeah, but uh, once again, you're just replacing Demonic Tutor from your hand because you're not top-decking uh, your tutor card. Yeah, Demonic um, Tutor is... another. Yeah, Demonic Tutor like gets the card in the hand straight away. So again, if you want that win, Demonic Tutor is probably your best bet. Like, combo decks love Demonic Tutor. Yeah. Another quite popular choice is a Diabolic Tutor. Um, it does the same only for a quite steep mana cost of uh, four, like just playing two and two black um, to tutor for something of the same vein. Mm-hmm. Something that's pretty much set between Demonic Tutor and Diabolic Tutor is Grim Tutor, mm-hmm. which comes in for one and two black, also at sorcery speed, uh, uh, and you're paying three life. But three once life, again, any card to the hand. Yeah. yeah. And I think 
I think, to be honest, like, I think Diabolic Tutor is honestly quite bad, and I generally wouldn't play it unless you are aiming for a lower-powered environment. And I think Grim Tutor, yeah, honestly, yeah. is the fairest of the bunch. Like, I think that's a really nice sweet spot of three mana, three mm. life, any card to hand. I think that's great. Uh, before totally we move on, agree. one other, like, little subtle advantage of Black, I think, is worth pointing mm. out is because Magic is a paper game, you need to prove prove it when you do something what i mean right, by that is right, yeah. let's say with um let's say with mystical tutor it says search for an instant or sorcery and reveal it and even if a spell doesn't explicitly say reveal it if you tutor for a t- specific type of card you must reveal mm. it as you must prove to your opponent look i searched for the thing that the card told me to search yeah. uh, merchant scroll is the same deal you must reveal it and because again you need to legitimize that like yeah opponent i i didn't just search my deck for any card secretly um black Mm. because black specifies any card you do not need to reveal with any of the black tutors so you also have that surprise element to it where your opponent is you know kind of mind gamesing it of like what did they get Mm. um obviously depending on the meta depending on the type of deck you're playing you know if you're playing storm for example and do Vampiric Tutor for Grape Shot, like your opponent probably knows, and you're probably going to cast <laughs> it immediately anyway. But like, um, there is very much that mind games to consider. Hmm? Um, moving on to Red. Red doesn't have a whole lot in terms of strict tutors where they're kind of like not really, not slam really. dunk auto-includes. There is Red tutors yeah. that are good, but the only one that I could really find where I'm like, this is on the verge of like, you know, this is like, again, on par with the others is Gamble which is a red first sorcery that searches your deck for any card, put it into your hand, and then you discard a card at random. And mm. while it's not in the tutor cycle formally, I would consider this to be the red tutor effect because it is in line with the other ones as being bad in top deck mode. Because <laughs> especially in the red deck that goes hellbent, it literally does nothing. Um, mm. But it is still good, and especially if you're if you can if you're playing the right kind of deck, this card could be really valuable in say like a Rakdos maybe reanimatory deck or a flat a deck that has a lot of flashback, you know mm. where yeah or, or maybe just a madness deck or a madness like, deck like yeah if, if, if you're discarding anyways but yeah exactly like you could shoot it for something where it's like I actually don't care if I discard it or I keep it in my hand, gamble mm. for it, pretty good. Uh, Rupert, tell us about green. Okay, so our uh, green's basically again split uh, between two cult types that you're looking for, uh, and those being, of course, keeping in mind green's theme, uh, either creatures or lands. Mm-hmm. Lots um, of lands tutoring yeah. green. It's kind of funny. Like, like people more. often don't think of cards like rampant growth as a tutor, but I mean, if we're going off our definition of searching for a card, yeah, it is. You're searching for a card and. You know, the deck thinning is valuable. The ramp is valuable. So, you know, keep it in mind. Yeah. But in terms of the actual... We'll probably... We're going to stay away from the land shooters mostly in this episode. So, Rupert, what are the actual kind of more classical shooters that Green has? Um. So, one example would be, uh, of course, to keep in line with the cycle, uh, Worldly Tutor, uh, which top deck tutors a creature. Mm-hmm. Um. What else we've got here? Oh yeah, a green sun zenith. Um, mm-hmm. that is at sorcery speed for axe and a green. Um, you're searching your library for a uh, green creature, uh, with TMC X or less. I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and sorry, go on. Yeah, you, you just. 
Oh, you just put it into your hand, right? No, no, you no put it right. Into play. Battlefield. Yeah, yeah. Put it into the battlefield, and then battlefield. you shuffle Zenith back yeah. in, which is kind of nice. So it's repeatable mm. to some extent. And this has a yeah. lot of utilization from just I'm just going to play this as a extra copy of my big creature to mm. oh this this actually shares a lot in common with say um vampiric and uh not vampiric sorry with um demonic tutor where you just get whatever you want and play it so you could get yep. like a rex sage as removal or you could play your terastodon mm. or my personal favorite use is pay x equals zero and search for a dryad arbor Oh, which is just really nice yeah. because this just turns it into a little bit of a ramp spell so there's mm. a nice bit of versatility with zenith and honestly just doing it to even even just doing it to play a mana dork like you know just go like forest zenith uh for a uh birds of paradise sick i also feel like that uh zenith is quite representative for uh, something that a lot of green creature tutors do and that's tutoring straight to the battlefield yeah. um we got loads of evolutionary effects that are less of sack creatures. Um, well, those are basically pod effects, aren't they? Yeah, we're going to. I have. We're, we'll probably have a big discussion about pod even on a whole episode at some stage. But yeah, birthing pod yeah. effects, I think, are in general a bit weaker. You'll find them in green and blue a bunch. And mm. they definitely, I think, require a whole deck to be good. I think that'd be that's fair true, to say. That's true. Um, that's I think, true. I think, again, like. If you are playing pod in your cube and you don't like play it as a pod combo, I think you owe it to your players to at least say like, hey, pod is in here, but it's not a pod combo deck. Because again, yeah. people are going to try draft a pod combo deck and get disappointed. Um, mm. Moving on then, um, there wa there isn't a whole pile in terms of colorless tutors that are instant like potential auto-includes, but there are some we'll get to in a few minutes that are kind of, if you have the right decks and archetypes, maybe it's worth it. Um, mm -hmm. In a similar vein with Colorless, the only one that I thought was like, yeah, this is really solid, is Eladamri's Call. A green mm -hmm. and a white for an instant to search for a creature, reveal it, and put it into your hand. And mm -hmm. it has that same kind of perk of, say, something like Demonic Tutor, where it's get the exact thing you want, um, but it's at instant speed as well, so you can do end step shenanigans too. But it also puts mm -hmm. it into the hand so you can cast it immediately if you want. Um, with that though um, please let us know if there's any tutors you think are auto-includes and we would definitely be willing to try them out but for now let's go for the tutors that are more kind of if you have a special place for them try them out but I don't think they necessarily are you know the top tier boys Rupert mm -hmm. hit us up with white again okay so um, something I really like in uh, at least a limited environment in terms of white tutors is recruiter of the god um that's a two and a black uh two and a white uh human soldier one one human soldier uh that when it comes into play um you may search your library for a creature card uh, with toughness two or less reveal it and put it into your hand then shuffle your library um and this just uh once again it replaces itself uh, mm -hmm. which is really nice um it gives you the option to well tutor for a combo piece if you have one in white in the cube like yeah not like, that likely but uh, potentially like is kiki jiki too power is he too toughness that's too or toughness even. I, I i don't remember and I, I never built the uh yeah kiki jiki is too is too tough so right, you can yeah. search for like that kind there of there you have it. there, there you, you go have. like in a boros kiki shell yeah. um Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, um, again, it may not be up there with all of the other tutors just on the basis of, you know, you are being a bit specific with it. Like creature, mm. two or less, you're paying three mana for it and it's sorcery speed because it's attached to a creature. But still mm. really good in the right deck. Um, another mm. one that kind of fits that same vein is Academy Rector, which when it dies, you can exile it to search for an enchantment and put it into play really powerful effect but of course again you need to have you know a sack outlet for one because no one's going to block this mm. thing um and let you <laughs> no. you know get your big enchantment and secondly you just need big enchantments so you know it depends kind of on whether it is that your cube supports big enchantments or if there's just some sort of big enchantment payoff but um mm. you know you really need to make sure that there is a payoff for the rector um, in the same vein, Forerunner of the Legion, and this is sort of a signpost for all tutors of this type, when it enters the battlefield, it searches for a vampire and put it into your hand. Or sorry, put that card on top of your library. But like, there are, again, a lot of tutors that are tutor for this creature type, which, again, mm. could be excellent, but also mm. could be hot garbage if you don't support the archetype properly. Mm. Rupert, how about you give us a bit of info then on blue? What does blue kind of do in the really good but needs some support tutors? <laughs> uh, so as we said earlier, um, blue is particularly good at tutoring very specific cards in this um in this particular case, uh, artifacts and spells. Um, so the artifact margin is basically already implying that you need to play artifact heavy if you're using cards like Tezzeret the Seeker, mm -hmm. which is a brilliant tutor because it uses an artifact just straight onto the battlefield, but you just need a deck that um, accommodates this. Mm -hmm. And again, like at five mana, it's a lot to ask for a tutor, and especially with um, the fact that like, you know, his plus one is to untap two artifacts. You really want to be heavy into the artifact to be playing Tezzeret. Usually with Tezzeret, mm -hmm. the tutor is sort of a cream on top um where mm -hmm. you're getting extra value from it you're not necessarily tutoring for the win con a lot of the time because as well tezzeret is specifically for those of you who don't know is minus x search for an x cost artifact to put it into play he comes in on four loyalty so i'm not sure how many artifacts are four mana and you are like i'm willing to pay five mana to tutor this four drop and put it into play you know, maybe yeah, there is. Th that's that though. Like it, it depends on how powerful the cube is. Um, it does. Like, you might as well just keep tutoring your moxin or whatever. Exactly. That's my use case. I've generally used for it of search for moxin or, you know, uh, it'll be like first turn play him untap two artifacts. So he's basically uh you know has a he he was basically cast for nothing, and then mm. next turn search for like a voltaic key or something, and then just go crazy. Um, mm. although blue has a lot in these sort of a lot of nice tutors that are search for any card kind of like black, but again, they have some conditions. And one of these I'd like to call out is Gifts Ungiven. It's mm -hmm. very familiar for those of you that play Modern Storm. It's a four mana instant that searches for four cards with different names. You reveal them, an opponent puts ch chooses two of them. Put the chosen cards into your graveyard and the rest into your hand. So search for four, and the opponent picks two of them to put into the bin, and the rest go to hand. With that in mind, mm -hmm. This is, again, you could play it as a fair card if you wanted, like as a weird sort of factor fiction. But it sees the best utility, as I said, in a storm deck where there are a lot of storm piles that are basically doomed if you do, doomed if you don't, where you search up things like um, 
past in flames so it's like mm-hmm. well past in flames is just going to give me those cards from the graveyard anyway so i don't really care and past in flames mm-hmm. itself has flashbacks so it's like i get as i said doomed if you do doomed if you don't um yeah. in the same vein intuition is three mana for a similar effect it's searched for three cards an opponent chooses one of them and you put that card into your hand so again mm-hmm. if you are able to put them in a sort of doomed if you do doomed if you don't put position intuition could be quite strong you know or maybe even just like hey i'm looking for my top end uh here's worm coil engine pff, just skeleton and a walking ballista which one do you want me to have it's like these are all <laughs> awful for for the opponent mm-hmm. um Black, even in its middling tutors, has some of the best tutors in the game. Sorry, I have a dog that's being very loud. Rude dog. Come here. Yeah, come on. Take take a second. For those of you watching, for those of you watching the stream, you got a nice bit of dog tax. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Black has a lot of the sort of even even when we're talking about these specific tutors, they're really good still. yeah. I really like uh, Diabolic Intent. It's two mana, sur- sorcery speed, search for a card, put it into your hand. As an additional cost, you must sack a creature. So this is oh, a this oh. is an almost one-to-one impersonation of Demonic Tutor, with the exception of mm. you sack the creature, which, again, in the right deck, could actually be an upside. You, you might, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like some decks, you'd be like, sorry, that's meant to be an additional cost. I'll do that for free, buddy. <laughs> um <laughs> So yeah, that's always you know going to be a nice option. But again, you, you there is the legit downside of if there's nothing in play, you cannot cast this. So be careful. Um, any other black tutors kind of catching your eye, Rupert? Um, yeah, something uh, that I re- I personally like to use in Commander, and I really like would like to see in um, a reanimator package mm-hmm. in a cube is Entomb. Um, which lets you search your library for a specific card and put the card into your graveyard. Um, there Instant is speed also, too. oh yeah, right, right. Uh, there is also, I think, a three mana version of this uh, that is. should be buried alive. Uh, um, that very, lets yeah. you, yeah. yeah, that lets you put three cards into your graveyard. Yeah, uh, which I particularly like to use to uh, graveyard two to my combo pieces. Absolutely. Wait, um, yeah, yeah, I like this. Um, Putting stuff into your graveyard, uh, which is supposed to be a downside, but in uh, the right deck, this just yeah, could be beautiful. absolutely like it's you know again in your reanimator deck, it's search for Gristlebrand, and then like <laughs> I like it. I like how the fact that it's one mana allows you to do some real dumb stuff. Like let's say you you have Mox Jet, a Swamp, Entomb, and reanimate. You can go yeah. you know turn one Gristlebrand. Like, <laughs> Have done that, and in all fairness, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like we've seen that. I love it. Um, if Storm is more your style, Dark Petition might be very worth it. Five mana sorcery, search for any card, and shuffle your library. If there are three or more instants, or sorry, two or more instants or sorceries in your graveyard, add triple black. So this is a five mana tutor that basically becomes a demonic tutor if you have that spell mastery which again the storm deck will have or if you're just playing a grindy enough deck you might have the spell mastery anyway like two instances of sorceries isn't a big ask but it is still Mm. something Mm. and last one to kind of mention here is masterminds acquisition it's double black and two for a sorcery Mm. that has choose one 
search your deck for a card and put it into your hand. Cool. Or mm -hmm. choose a card you own from outside the game and put it into your hand. I oh. think this is really interesting in the sort of... Um, again, it's a very fair tutor at 4 mana. But um, I kind of like this in reanimate style decks. Again, mm -hmm. where let's say... Or in show and tell decks in that same vein. Where you've got like a really big threat that is off color. But you only ever plan to cheat it in. You can be like, mm -hmm. okay, I'm just going to get this specific thing. Like, I'm going to get my progenitus. And just, there you go. Now I'll show and tell it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, this also opens up a whole new category of uh, tutors to talk about. Um, and those are wishes. So mm -hmm. cards that um, you use to get stuff out of your sideboard. Yeah. Um, which can be, like... At the floor being what Ben just explained, um, well, not not what Ben just explained. Uh, at the floor being like an extra sideboard step uh, in, for example, your first game, whatever, uh, where you tutor up a very specific card that you just wouldn't play in your main deck anyways, um, like kill flyer, kill enchantment, whatever, something very specific. That's the floor, and the ceiling is yeah. I tutor for a win con that I would otherwise not be able to play. Um, mm -hmm. If also something because we kind of skipped on colorless tutors earlier something that fits really nicely into this granted requires you to play an artifact deck is um Khan the great creator um mm. which that's you get a i don't think it's just an artifact but uh correct me if i'm wrong um um please go ahead and i'll you... uh Karen the great creator yeah he lets you choose an artifact from outside the game and exile it and yeah. put it into your hand um, yeah, so the thing I like about this is that um, Khan the Great Creator has utility on its own, but it could also get you the Blight Steel that you otherwise wouldn't play in your main deck because it's hell expensive. Yeah, like you, like it's um, like wishes. I think are very interesting cards, and again, could warrant their whole their own episode. But um, it is very important to just sort of recognize that hey, the utility is there. I mean. I think Mastermind's acquisition strikes a nice balance where, like, mm. like as Rupert said, you can search for a sideboard piece with a wish spell, but by that same token, you don't generally play wish spells game one. Mastermind's acquisition is good yeah. enough to play game one in a fair cube because four mana mm. tutor the card you want from your deck or from your sideboard can really make the make those decks that win game one cry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Speaking of good tutors, Red has a lot of good tutors in the, again, in the specific category. We've got Goblin Matron, mm -hmm. which is two and a red for a Goblin 1-1 one, one that searches for a Goblin and put it into your hand. Really nice. Dead solid. Just, again, need to be in the Goblin deck. Or, alternatively, you're playing the Kiki-Jiki combo deck and you want another way to get Kiki-Jiki. But, um, mm -hmm. in that same vein of Kiki-Jiki, actually, we have Imperial Cruder, which is actually exactly the same as Recruiter of the Guard. Search for a two-drop creature and put it into your hand for three mana mm. on a one-one. Mm. Um, again, we're not going to repeat ourselves. The only thing to really say about it is that Imperial Recruiter is much more expensive than Recruiter of the Guard, which is already like a ten-euro card. <laughs> yeah. um, and then rounding this out is Goblin Engineer, which is really nice for those show-and-tell sort of decks. It's two mana, one-two. Enters, search for an artifact, put it into the grave. And then it has pay a red, tap it, sack an artifact, return an artifact with CMC three or less from graveyard to the battlefield. And 
Again, it searches into your graveyard, so if you're playing those reanimator decks, great. And also, hey, you can get some value from your graveyard. You cracked your LED, get it back. Things like that. Mm. Um, not a lot to say, but just generally solid. <laughs> <laughs> Rupert, tell us about green. Yeah, uh, sure thing. So uh, as we uh, alluded to earlier, um, green has this very specific um, kind of sacrifice uh, bo uh, birthing pot like tutor um, tutors going on. Um, so once again, very specific, but this might actually be something that you want to do. Um, there's also a lot of uh, card material for that, so you're not limited to birthing pod. Like, granted, if you want to do the combo, put in the pod. But um, as I said earlier, there are a lot of evolution effects that um, mm -hmm. allow you to... Neoform, Vanifier. Yeah, um, I think there's also... Um... Unstable Evolution, I think it's called. Mm -hmm. And Eldritch Evolution. The one Eldritch that Evolution. Pod, exactly. that, that was for mana cost plus two. Yeah. Um, and I really like those cards because they allow you to um, basically switch out or trade your early drops for something better in a, well, more balanced, more, mm. uh, well, mid-rangey cube that's not going to show on tail turn two or something like that. Yeah. Again, choose the tutors right for your environment. Um, speaking of um, the right tutor, uh, one that sees a lot of play in things like CDH is Finale of Devastation, and even in Cube, I think it's great too. Is it's double green and X, and search for your library and/or graveyard. Sorry, for a creature with CMC X or less, put it onto the battlefield. If you search mm -hmm. this way, your library this way, shuffle it. If X is ten or more creatures you control, gain X X until end. Sorry, plus X plus X and haste until end of turn. So does a really good impersonation of Greens on Zenith, but it can also hit your graveyard. And secondly. If you are going for the all-out win by paying 10 mana for it, your things get plus 10 plus 10 haste. <laughs> Can you say Crater Hoof? <laughs> yeah, like make that, yeah, like make that Crater Hoof even scarier. Uh, and yeah, I love Finale. And again, if your stuff gets milled or just gets destroyed, Finale gives you a second chance with the graveyard shenanigans. Mm. Or why not put it in the graveyard yourself with Survival of the Fittest, a green enchantment for 2 mana. Mm. It has pay a green, discard a creature card, search your deck for a creature card, reveal it, and put it into your hand. Nice. Really sick. Creature. Again, has the gamble disadvantage of you need something in hand to make it work, but mm. you can't complain about it when it's that good. The other thing as well is reanimator decks really like this, where like you'll play you know, you'll like play this turn two and then discard your Emrakul, and then next turn you know, reanimate it or like search for a creature mm. that has a reanimate effect. You know, yeah, exactly. Really, really yeah. good effect here. Mm. Um, what else we got? And we got colorless stuff. Yeah, right. Um, Col colorless so... again, a bit of a weird one. Yeah, like uh, the examples we picked out um are basically all land tutors. Uh, apart from that final one, but uh, mm -hmm. Ben's probably going to cover that. Sure. Um, so, for example, we got Expedition Map, um, all-time classic Wayfarer's Bobble, which is probably like 10 quid now. I don't know. God damn it, Mitch. Um. Uh, yeah, I think it's like 3 quid right now. <laughs> yeah, so, Jeez. you know, anyone can do an impersonation of Rampant Growth with Wayfarer's Bobble, or if you're playing Cabal Coffers or something like that, you can Expedition mm. Map to get that. Yep. 
But the fun one is Eye of Ugin. Um, Legendary Land doesn't tap for anything, but makes Eldrazi spells cost two less to cast. And it has mm. seven mana, tap and sack, search for a... Co- Sorry, not sack. There's seven mana, tap, search for a colorless creature and put it into your hand. I like this. I think it's got... um Again, it's got legs if you've got room for that Eldrazi deck. And, mm. you know, you've got those colorless shenanigans. But, um, mm. again, it is very specific for what it is. Yeah, like, I would play it in my colorless cube, but mm. um, like otherwise, a... as you said, it's, like, very specific. Uh, here's a fun fact about Eye of Ugin. Um, mm. The card came out in Worldwake, which was the um, Zendikar set that came out where there was no Eldrazi. And mm. this card was the only card in that set that mentioned Eldrazi. Before that, Eldrazi was not mentioned in Magic anywhere. Like, no one knew what an Eldrazi was. Mm. And so there was just one card just looming ominously over you being like, hey. Mm. Uh-oh. And would you know, the next set was literally Rise of Eldrazi. So yeah. it was that nice. I like, I like that bit of foreshadowing that they did. Mm. Yeah, I, I really like it when they do that. Uh, they also did that at the end of the Kaladesh plot with, I don't know, it was Dark Omens or something, um, where it lets you um, tutor for a... Um, I, I don't know if it's actually tutoring but it had something to do with uh bolas planeswalkers uh which yeah it was quite uh, a time since we last seen one and then suddenly this mentioning oh, yeah, in a yeah, set yeah. where bolas is just not um not part of it yet and it just took another set with the first Amaket um without bolas showing up but we we knew that he was coming Mm-hmm. And this foreshadowing is just really nice in terms of storytelling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good side note. Um, I think uh, Planar Bridge is probably the card you're thinking of. It's because uh, Tezzeret was doing work for Bolas around that time. No, 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 no. no. Not, not talking about the bridge, show, bridge itself. Um, but anyways. Anyway, uh, we can, we'll leave a link to the show notes <laughs> if we think of it. Um, yeah. um, last thing then to talk about is multicolor tutors. And again, these are... A little, again, in that vein of specific and can potentially be hit or miss. Um, Mystical Teachings is a really good one. Four mana instant. Search your deck mm-hmm. for an instant or card flash and put it into your hand. It also has then flashback for five and a black. So a tutor you get multiple uses out of, but granted it is kind of expensive for that search. Um, mm-hmm. But hey, a lot of the best cards in blue and black are instants, so you, you're kind of happy searching for them anyway. Mm-hmm. Um would you like to hit the hit up the Boros All Star here? Just give shout in a second and then. <laughs> a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want to tell us about Sunforger here? This uh, absolutely yeah, sure. beautiful card. Yes, so Sunforger is a classic in most Boros colored decks, um, from Commander to basically any other format. Um, and what it does is that it is an um, equipment that um, comes into play for three and equips for three, uh, gives you equip creature plus four plus zero. All nice and stuff, but the real good shit is coming when you're playing, uh, when you're paying a red and a white unattached Sunforger. Search your library for a red or white instant card with converted mana cost four or less and cast that card without paying its mana cost. Then shuffle your library. Teferi's protection, my friends. Teferi's protection. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, like you can't it's really. So it's so versatile. You yeah. basically cheat out something from your deck 
I wouldn't call it cheating out because mm. you're paying like two mana to unattach and you're also paying the three mana to equip, but definitely the versatility of being like of the toolbox yeah, nature like, of the card I think is great. That said though, um like you're probably not going to unattach it the turn you attach it. Um That's true. Like the the fact that you can either do it at instant speed, um or on your turn mm -hmm. is just Oh yeah, the versatility I won't I won't yeah. deny. Um yeah. And speaking of versatility, I also quite like Invert Invent, which is a modal mm -hmm. card. Um, invent is a hybrid, is it, to for an instant mm -hmm. to switch the power and toughness of up to up to two target creatures. So you know you can turn the aggro player's big five one into a one five, or <laughs> conversely, turn your own big controlly dumb one seven into a seven one. Um, and then Invent, on the other hand, is red blue and four for an instant searcher library for an instant card and or a sorcery card reveal them and put them into your hand and then shuffle your deck so you're getting two mm. cards out of the tutor granted a very expensive tutor but instant speed you know if you're in that grindy late game setting doing this on the opponent's end step might be enough to clear security the game especially when you're searching up two cards mm. um another little thing that i thought was kind of cute um was sort of the Inverse of tutoring your own deck, tutoring your opponent's deck. Oh no, oh no. Are, I, are we already talking about... No, no, not yet, not yet. We're coming to that. Um, I think these cards here, these sort of um, search your opponent's deck effects, I think some of them are worth playing. There's a lot of them that I think mm. are just too much of a hate bear to really make them worthwhile. But the three mm. ones that I think are actually playable in cube are Bribery and Acquire, which are both five mm -hmm. mana blue spells that search your opponent's deck for a creature and an artifact respectively and then you put it into play under your control so you know you can use Nothing. this essentially as a as a show and tell effect in a way where yeah i'm just going to mm. take some the best thing from your deck um you know steal the blight seal colossus take that progenitus or just take a generically mm. good creature like a nice five mana you know five mana for you know their six six beater is pretty good um that's how the yeah yeah. And one other card just to call out in the similar vein is Praetor's Grasp. Double black and one for a sorcery. Search your opponent's deck for a card and exile it face down. Then um, that player shuffles their deck. You may look at and play that card for as long as it remains exiled. Timing rules still apply. Mana restrictions still apply. But being able to go into someone's deck and either just take a card and gimp them. Or being mm. able to say take their force of will knowing that they can't steal your stuff. Or alternatively... Mm. If you know that they're a similar deck to you, just taking their win con and using it yourself is a really powerful yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, there's a couple other effects like this, but I, I again, I think a lot of them are very much like one-sided in the sense, or sorry, they're very sideboardy in the vein of it's like, oh, search your opponent's deck for a card and exile it, and that's kind of it, which mm. feels a bit not worth it to mention, not worth playing. Um, yeah. Although, let's talk about some anti-tutor tech because we've talked about a bunch of cards here that are giving your decks more consistently al consistency mm -hmm. allowing you to search for cards and guarantee your draws but yeah. maybe your opponent wants to say hey i want to <laughs> slow the game down if you want your combo piece draw it naturally you want that removal draw it so rupert what yeah. are some nice anti-tutor cards worth playing potentially in cube sure so the first card um that was uh, that i was alluding to earlier um when i was Quite concerned uh, that we actually talk about this, but anyway, um, so a card that nicely bridges from uh, stealing your opponent's stuff and um, preventing them to tutor at the same time 
is a fairly new card, and I'm pretty sure all of you are familiar with that. Um, and that's a position agent. So this bad boy comes into play with Flash for two and a black. I mean, he has st stats uh, of three, three two. two, but um, three mana, three two Flash playable it's, it's, on its own in in some draft environments. Solid, <laughs> solid. But uh, there are still two other paragraphs to go over to. Um, so first of all, you control your opponents while they're searching their libraries. Dirty. Very good. But now, while an opponent is searching their library, they exile each card they find. You may play those cards for as long as they remain exiled. Uh, and you may spend mana as though it were mana of any color to cast. Hey, remember Praetor's Grasp? Except now it's a 3-2 body and it's way better. Yeah. Um, easy thing, like, include this in a cube that includes fetch lands. Yeah, like all of this. People are going to be so oh, yeah. salty. And to be honest, all of the so an salty. all of the anti tutor tech we're about to discuss goes great in a cube with fetchlands. But um, mm. oof. um, in the this same vein, just... it's um the sort of precursor to opposition agent is even mind sensor, which is three mana three two with flying and flash again, great stat block. Mm. Um, and you know, group of effects, and it also has if an opponent would search their deck, they search the top four cards of their deck instead. So, mm. not as crazy as Op Agent, because you're not getting the cards for yourself, but, you know, very, honestly, in a draft environment, Flash and Flying and a 2-1, like, that can close out games, just, like, get that little chip damage in. Yeah, yeah. Um, something a bit more, kind of, uh, you know, less flashy, for lack of a better word, would be Ashjok Dream Render, three mana Planeswalker for uh, one Hybrid Demir, Hybrid Demir. Comes in on five mm. loyalty with the passive effect of spells and abilities your opponents control can't cause their controllers to search their library. And has a minus one of target player puts the top four cards of their library into the grave and then each opponent exiles their graveyard. So this well, is nice. You, you say that this is less flashy, but it's actually way more stacks in the name nonsense. Yeah, it is. Um, so it's got that nice, again, anti-tutor tech. Um, you can put this... You can either play this in a reanimator deck or play it as an anti-reanimator card, which I quite like here, um, because it's target. Or maybe player... just in a mill deck. Like, yeah, or a mill um, deck. Four, um, four, mill milling four cards a turn with five loyalty. That's yeah, that. absolutely. Like mill four cards. It's target player mills four, and then it's only the opponents exile their graveyard. So you can still fill your grave while making your opponents have no grave. It's really nice. Mm. I love this card. Um, in a similar vein to just flat out denying the search, you have um, Stranglehold, a four mana enchantment that makes the opponents, your opponents can't search libraries, and if they take an extra turn, they skip that turn instead. Um, I think this mm. is probably the most sideboardy of the bunch here, where you probably won't pay this, play this too often, um, mm. or include it in your cubes, but if maybe a red prison deck or a stacks deck is a thing in your cube, Stranglehold might be well worth it. Um, Rupert, any any other cards catching your eye as a sort of anti-tutor card? Mm, something that um is I, I don't know. Is even mind sensor played in death and taxes nowadays? I don't know actually. I don't follow. Well, so, something death that's death. definitely played in that is Leon and Arbiter. Oh boy. Um. Also, oh, yeah. Also called Cat Jesus. Uh, by certain um. <laughs> by certain uh, modern certain, legacy YouTuber. Certain modern legacy YouTuber that. I'm pretty sure you're related to. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, um, Leonin Arbiter, what's he do? Yeah, so um, he's a cat cleric for one white that um, is strapped on a 2-2 body. Um, 
and reads players can't search a library any player may pay two for that player to ignore the uh, this effect until end of turn um notable very interesting that it's players can't search library so this is i think the only example here where it's uh symmetrical mm. so do keep that in mind uh crack your own fetches before you play leon and arbiter <laughs> made that mistake before uh <laughs> ooh, ooh. hurts feels bad um <laughs> Other than that, though, um, all in all, solid. Two mana, two, two body. Can't complain too much, even if you're just running it out for tempo. Um, mm. And last little card that, again, I think is well worth it is Archive Trap. It's mm -hmm. three and double blue for an instant trap that reads target opponent puts the top 13 cards of their deck into their grave. But if an opponent search their library this turn, you may pay zero rather than pay Archive Trap's mana cost. You activated my trap card. I really, really like this card. Again, like, <laughs> you know, if an opponent searches the library, we were talking already about the disadvantage of playing the tutors that are put stuff on top of your deck, and Archive mm. Trap is there to punish that hard. And even yeah. if you're not playing the mill deck, 13 cards in this format is a lot. Like, mm. like let's say, like, Let's even just take, like, turn one. Opponent goes Vampiric Tutor. Puts it on a card on top of their deck. You go Archive Trap. They're 20 Oops. cards deep in their deck at this point. Because they've yeah. drawn seven for turn, and then 13 cards. Like, 20 cards mm. deep, that's a lot to ask. It gets punished, Absolutely. again, yeah. granted, by the decks that are playing things like Emrakul and, like, other shuffle effects. Mm. But I think that's a price worth paying. Because even if they do, if they are playing the Emrakul deck... You still deny mm. the tutor, yeah. Or at the very least, you deny the top deck tutors. Um, mm. I think it's again really nice card, potentially worth playing even main board, um, but definitely mm. easy sideboard if you are, mm. you know, if you catch your opponent tutoring. Very interesting. Yeah. But, but uh, yeah, uh, to conclude, um, like any general things you would like to um tell the people out there to consider when putting tutors or considering tutors uh putting tutors into their cube. Um, I think something I would definitely I would like to mention is um that while you can go for those very very flashy very good tutors, um. I would like to. I personally would like to go the middle. Um, take like the middle ground and select those tutors that are potentially a bit less powerful, but also give you something else in return. Um, specifically, I'm talking about uh, tutors strapped onto bodies, because mm. I feel like they have hold a special place. Um, in limited because they just provide you with something that is very, very essential in these potentially very dragged-out games. Mm -hmm. and like that's the body isn't, isn't yeah. something to be ignored. It is a relevant factor. Um, yeah. I would say as well, I mean, it really does, again, depend on the environment you're making, but I think as well, sure, keep an sure. eye on the mana cost involved in your tutors, as that can mm. be a real factor to ensure that people aren't just splashing for a tutor. Like, it's very easy to build, say, Is It Storm and then splash for uh, Demonic Tutor or Vampiric Tutor for them being only one black. But if it's, mm. say, Grim Tutor that they're trying to splash for, that's a bit of a harder ask because it being three mana and it being double black. So, you know, be cautious that, like, just because a tutor's in, say, black, 
doesn't mean just the black decks are going to play it. People are going to splash for a tutor because it's often just worth it. That's why I think Merchant Scroll is a really nice example, again, where like it searches mm. for a blue instant. It forces itself to be played in the blue deck, making it a bit harder to splash and making your tutors a bit more, um, again, you know, it allows you to be a bit more careful with your tutors. Because again, you mm. don't want to make an archetype take advantage of the tutors to an abusive state, unless again, that's what yeah. you're going yeah. for. Um, Absolutely. With that in mind, though, I think we'll go to our card of the week. Sure thing. Our card so, of the week uh, is actually yeah, kind of two Would you cards. like to have the honor? <laughs> sure. So this is a card I actually built the one-tick commander around. You can check out that stream from last night on our Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash thefrogdragon. But this commander is Bergy, god of storytelling. It's two and a red for a legendary god with, for, sorry, with uh, three power, three toughness. It reads... Hmm. Creatures you control can boast twice during each of your turns rather than once. That's not the relevant bit, though. The relevant bit is, whenever you cast a spell, add red. Until end of turn, you don't lose mana as steps and phases end. So, really nice here. <laughs> this is uh, reminiscent of, say, Joy or Weather-like Captain, where your ca- you can get kind of value off cheap spells. I mean, in, mm. say, the Storm decks of the world, this turns all of your sort of mana morphosy kind of one-mana draw effects into... Uh, zero mana draw effect or in the case of something like a Gitaxian probe that's zero mana draw a card gain a mana you know so it turns can- it makes cantrips far more potent uh, although mm-hmm. this is also a modal double faced card so it's also got the second half Harnfell Horn of Bounty a legendary artifact for a red and four it reads discard a card exile the top two cards of your library you may play those cards this turn notice play if you get a land off the top with it you can put that into play nice but um as well, it allows you essentially to turn your one card into two cards if you think you can mm. cast them all in one turn. And mm. this card, again, a bit of a mouthful, but I think it's what I love about it is it's a design that fits in multiple stages of the game. Play it as a three Absolutely. drop, yep. can't trip yep. off. Play it as a five drop to reload your hand. Mm. Very nice, very simple. Mm. I mean, worst case scenario, Bergy acts as a weird sort of cost reducer, kind of like a Baral would. Or a, yeah, an Electromancer. Yeah. Like, your yeah. ad, that add one red is not a million miles off. Your spells cost one less. But, again, it's slightly mm. better because you can cast those one mana spells over and over and over. Or, you know, yeah. chain them together. It just looks like a, a way better um, Runaway Steamkind. Like, this is something that um, also rewards you for playing, uh, playing well, casting spells. Mm-hmm. Um with extra mana, acting as some sort of cost reducer, as you said, uh, but also potentially allowing you to chain a lot of cards uh, yeah. together. I think the fact as well that um, the mana doesn't end, doesn't leave as steps and phases end this turn is really relevant too, mm. because let's say you chain together like two or three cantrips, and then suddenly you stop. You just run out of steam. There's no more card draw left in your hand. Yeah. But you do have a lightning bolt. You know, or you mm. have a pump spell. You can go mm. to combat and you still have your mana and you can hit them with the bolt, hit them with the pump spell, and you're good to go. Mm. Um, so I think that's a really nice little just relevant thing to keep in mind with it. That, um, you yeah. know, because when you cast your, let you know, on that, like, say, final cantrip you cast, you're still going to have that red floating. So might as well put it to good use, and Bergy allows you to do that. Mm. But yeah, solid, really solid card. Mm-hmm. Lots of fun. You can watch again on Twitch. We have the 
uh, video of ourselves. We built uh, there was four one four commander decks built on a budget of one dollar each on Magic Online, excluding the cost of commander. And we had Bergy God of storytelling. I was playing that. Rupert, what were you playing again? What's the name of it? Uh, I was playing Target. I got a fear. Target got a fear. Yeah. Seriously, Fox, check that video out. Like, mm -hmm. um, we had two marvelous. Games. Absolutely, and so uh, much fun. Just in case you're not a fan of, uh, you know, two mono decks, we also had uh, Jake and Magic join us with some two color decks. We had Vega, which is the. <laughs> Uh, Vega is a commander that cares about casting cards from anywhere but your hand and draws you a card whenever you do so and Magic was playing uh, Sulaf I think I can't remember the exact name of it, but it's Sarov, Sarov. It yes the uh, Golgari commander 3 mana whenever something dies he puts a counter on it and at the beginning of the upkeep he can remove counters to blow up all things on the board like a pernicious deed with mana cost less than or equal to so there was some big back and forths lots of board wipes that game was like oh lots happening and that that final clutch in that final game oh my <laughs> my god um, but yeah, definitely check that out um absolutely ton of, tons of fun absolutely if you want to reach out to us you can find us on again twitch.tv slash the frog dragon at git on twitter you can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere you listen to the podcasts. And also keep an eye on the Twitch. We sometimes stream during the week, sometimes magic, sometimes with other video games. Um, also keep an eye on Patreon if you want to get access to the show notes that you see here, just as a little bit of an extra. And is there anywhere else people can find us? I think that's the last place off the top of my head. I think that's it, yeah. Um, but yeah, with that, I've been Ben Gofoyle. I've been Rupert Bing, as usual. Thank you very much for joining. Thanks for listening.